Coffee at the Cottage continues on. Scott here across the way. We've got Emily as always. And uh, Emily, with these podcasts that we are dropping right now, a very timely topic in Menominee is the school referendum coming up on February the 20th. I know we've got a lot of shows that have centered around that. You've got another guest on today that that's going to be some of the conversation but also I know the individual's got a a fun backstory as well so I'll turn it over to you. Okay my guest um, this time uh, is Stephen Lee. Um, He's a hometown boy and has lived in many places and I'm going to turn it over to you Stephen to introduce yourself and talk about whatever you want. Okay, thank you. That could be a little dangerous, letting me talk about whatever I want, but... That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good to be here. Um, yeah, my name is Stephen Lee, and I was born and raised in Menominee, grew up here. Uh, most recently, I've been working as an M&A and corporate commercial lawyer in Hong Kong, uh, focusing on cross-border commercial transactions. So not necessarily the type of lawyer most people think of around here when they hear you're a lawyer. Um, so that's been my focus. Um, as I mentioned, I grew up here, loved my childhood here, went to school here, came through Menominee High School, Uh, then went to Colorado to graduate school and law school, and and did those at the same time, and then, and skied a lot, as much as I could. Um, And the good thing about being a student is you get all the powder days. (laughs) You don't have to call in sick, you just go. Um, After that, I went to Washington, D.C., did some Um, civil litigation, which is a great background, and then criminal defense and appeals. Also very good background, I think, for any lawyer. Um, And at the time, D.C. was, you know, then had the label of the murder capital of the U.S. You may remember those years. And uh, so there was a lot of activities. Good place to do criminal defense. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) And and appeals. Uh, It's probably even better now, especially if you're doing the white-collar crime and corruption work. Um, I was in Washington, and then I thought China would be an interesting place. And uh, I went there for three months and uh, stayed for 25 years. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So that's that's when things got really interesting because it's just a different world. Yeah. um, Working in Hong Kong. And there I I worked all across Asia, of course, China and Macau and Thailand and Singapore, Malaysia, New Zealand, did work in all those places. Uh, Did work in some African countries, Middle East, Dubai, Oman. And, you know, I have have good stories I could tell about all those places, I think. A lot of interesting stuff. And I suppose one one aspect that's pretty interesting in terms of how broad my experience has been and was there. I worked with a, for example, a New York-based law firm, London-based law firm, Hong Kong-based law firm and a Beijing-based law firm during my time there. Sure. And I was I was the first foreigner that the Hong Kong-based firm had ever hired in its then 70-some years experience. Wow. Um, so it, it's been a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. But I've come back home now and brought my, my two kids to help out my mom, who's 98 and still living at home. Kind sure. Of keeping her out of the nursing home and keeping her going. Um, and that's Arlene Lee, who a lot of, you know, is pretty well-known, was pretty active around Menominee when I was right. growing up. Right, <coughs> And then my dad was Dr. Sherman Lee, who passed away about five years ago. Sure. But a lot of people 
of course, still bring him up because he delivered something close to 3,000 babies in Menominee. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Holy cow. So over the years, I mean, I can't count the number of times people are, oh, my dad delivered me. Delivered yeah, you. Right. Or, your dad delivered me. Right. Or your dad delivered my kids or yeah. whatever. So that's, and as a kid, I just kind of ignored it. Of course you did. Felt kind of annoyed by it. So yeah. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. But now I really cherish it when I hear that. That's and sweet. I, yeah. And kind of hear that connection of somebody. That's really yeah. sweet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of those, for example, is Randy Kanak. Oh, and boy. Then, and then he always says, and then your dad dropped me on my head. Well, I believe that. Twice. No. <laughs> and then he says twice, and that's why I am the way I am. <laughs> but, you know, it's fun being back here, catching up with old friends and oh, extended yeah. family and so on. That's and, nice. Um, you know, slowly, slowly getting involved in, in um, local issues and so on. And I'm actually looking to transition to a, a U.S.-based role. So I'm looking around for things I can do in, in this area. Mm -hmm. Good, good. So we that's, need an attorney. Well, yeah, I guess everybody does from time I know. to time. Yeah. So, and, I, and as I explain it, you know, doing the, the commercial work, when people say, wow, what, what does a corporate commercial lawyer do and so on, is sometimes I explain it as I just help people follow the rules. You know, a lot of it is compliance, achieving an objective while following all the rules, whatever those Which is important. might be. Which yes, is very yes. important, and that's the way it should be. Right, right. And in, in my area, often it's involving two or three or four different jurisdictions. It might sure. be, you know, China, France, uh, Hong Kong, someplace else, maybe an investor is in Thailand or mainland Chinese or the companies incorporated in BVI or wherever. So following all those rules from different jurisdictions, you know, making a transaction occur. That's amazing. It's been my focus, and it's been that a lot of fun. That is amazing, you know, um, with such, hmm, so many different rules, I'm sure, for different countries. Yes. Um, wow. So what do you think about um, how the rules have been followed for the referendum? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something that's, that's caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my default setting is usually pretty supportive of school boards and school districts. Sure. I think it's very important. Absolutely. Um, I, I had a good experience here growing up in Menominee. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of good teachers. I had some very good coaches. And I think o overall a very good, good experience. Mm -hmm. So that's my default setting. But this referendum caught my attention. I, I kind of glanced at it. Thought, mm, okay, interesting. And then as I looked more carefully, I started noticing how misleading it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and I really see, I think, I think four different problems, four main areas of problems with okay. it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and one is the, the language of the referendum itself is misleading. And I think a, a lot of people read that like I did the first time and just at a superficial level, you you think you understand what it says, but it doesn't really do what it purports to do. Okay. So that's um, that's one problem. Another problem is the postcard I received in support of it had a handful of misleading elements. And again, my first superficial read, uh, okay. And that's where most people are going to stop. They're right. going to glance at it, cast it aside, and think they know 
what's going on, which is what I did. Then I read it again and again and started to get annoyed with things that I see are misleading. Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, I'll, I'll go into that in, okay. a, in a second. Okay. I'm just going through kind of the four right. categories. Yep. Um, the third problem I see is the date itself, the February 20th date that was mm-hmm. scheduled. There may be problems with that. Um, and then the fourth is a very broad catch-all. It's just a, a lack of reasoned justification for the request. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm happy to walk through those or explain those a little bit. I would love to hear them. So, I'm... Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so the language of the referendum itself, which is the ballot question, shall the school district of the Menominee area down in St. Croix Counties, Wisconsin, be authorized to exceed the revenue limit specified in section 121.91 Wisconsin statute by 4,200,000 beginning with the 2024-2025 school year for recurring purposes consisting of operational expenses? Question mark. Now, a couple of problems with one is the word authorized, authorized to exceed. Um, that sounds good. You know, we want our schools and administrators to be authorized to do anything and everything right. that right. they're legally able to do and have authority and so on. But authorizing something is different from it being done. Right? Interesting. Right. So yes. they're asking us to authorize when what they're really asking is for us to approve it, to approve mm-hmm. it being done, not to simply authorize the school district to do something, which is a little bit remote. What we're really doing is being asked to approve it. Correct. So I have problems with the word authorized, I think is misleading terminology um, for an average casual reader, voter, taxpayer. <laughs> right, right. And a lot of people aren't going to notice that. I think. Correct. And the other issue with the referendum, the language of the referendum itself, is beginning with the 2024-25 school year for recurring purposes consisting of operational expenses. Now that sounds okay, and it's not wrong, but it fails to say that this continues year after year after year. It says beginning with, which kind of implies it continues, but it doesn't say it continues. Right. And that's the thing. It's, it should be explicit that it starts then and continues year after year. Now, it says for recurring purposes, but it doesn't say that the exceeded limit, the limit will be exceeded year after year after year. And that's really what we're being asked to support. These are really good points. So those two points in the language of the referendum itself are misleading. Yes. And that's just one sentence, and that's the actual language of the referendum on the card. Right. So there are problems with that. I, I find that misleading. Now, moving on to kind of the second area, which is this postcard I received in favor, which I assume went to all residents in the voting district, mm-hmm. just as current resident, has a handful of misleading elements in it. Now, after seeing this, I attended a school board um, presentation on the referendum Mm -hmm. uh, where the district administrator explained why this is needed and the reasons that we should support it and so on. Um, And so I went to hear, you know, why we should pay an extra $4.2 million per year, every year, Mm -hmm. indefinitely into the future. 
and it, you know, I went with an open mind, a little bit of skepticism, but an open mind. And it was a, you know, a very smooth presentation, um, graciously presented, covered a lot of points. And then by the end of it, I was still waiting for, to hear a reason why we should pay 4.2 million right. every year. And I didn't hear it. I didn't, I didn't hear any good reasons. Um, one, one takeaway, and I, and I give credit to the district administrator for saying this, is at the end saying, the decision must reflect the will of the community. And, and I agree with that. I agree with that completely. <coughs> but given that the referendum is itself is misleading, I don't know that it will. Mm -hmm. And there are some other reasons why I'm skeptical that it will reflect the will of the community. Um, now, the postcard, to, to be fair, includes property tax impact information on it. Yes. Uh, says $82 a year per 100000 of property valuation, but it doesn't say every year, year after year. And yes. again, I think that omission is misleading, um, particularly given that the language of the referendum itself directly above it also fails to say that. Correct. So even a relatively careful reader is, is not going to know this is year after year after year. And then we continue on the other side, what happens if the referendum is approved? And this is you know, meant to be information uh, and information for somebody who would um, you know, want to persuade the reader to support this. Um, it mentions, okay, approval would allow a one-time increase very misleading language. Yes. Now, it's technically true. It is a one-time increase, but nobody talks like that. If somebody scores a touchdown, do we say that was a one-time score? I right? love that. Yes. If you if we stop and fill up our car with gas and someone says, "Hey, where were you? You're 5 minutes late." I just did a one-time fill up of my of my gas tank. Yes, it was a one-time fill up, but it's going to need to be filled up again and again and again in the normal course of activity. So nobody speaks like that. And so I question why the term one time was inserted. And I think that is also deliberately misleading. Yeah. I, I did ask who wrote that. And mm -hmm. it was the district administrator. Um, he told me that he did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's, that's good to know. Um, but anyway, so that's another misleading element, a one-time increase. <clears throat> it's a one-time approval of an increase, but the increase will be every year, right. year after year. And again, it's, it's omitted. Now, it, it does go on to say, and continue into the future. Um, continue into the future is vague. Yes. Um, the authorization continues, but will the increase continue? Yes, year after year after year. So again, misleading language. Yes. And I'm assuming care was put into doing this, that it wasn't just you know jotted down in 12 seconds. Um, so I can only conclude that's deliberate, and I find that objectionable. I agree. And it's things like that that really that caught my attention. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't that interested in this till I read this and, and found it quite annoying. Yes. Um, these these tactics. 
And then uh, the postcard goes on to list some things that presumably are re you know, reasons why to pass. And it says maintain program, staffing, operational costs. But that's vague, and there's no actual indication of what the needs are or how the money would be spent. It's just a general, give us more money, and then like a kid mumbling, uh, staffing, maintain programs, operational right. costs. Well, all those are just part of the day-to-day -day operation of a school district. It there's, is. There's, I agree. There's no specific need set out. Um, and I found the same thing in the, in the presentation mm -hmm. where an argument to support this was made with no opposition, no counterpoints, and even just speaking alone with the floor for a half hour, the case wasn't made. Yeah. And if you can't make your case without opposition, there's, there's no case to be made. Right. This is in my experience. And also there was no, neither in the presentation nor the postcard. Now, the postcard mentions attract and retain high quality staff, remain competitive with staff wages and benefits and so on. But in the presentation, they had a number of graphs comparing spend per student and so on with other school districts, mm -hmm. Big Rivers Conference District and so on. Nothing about salaries or how they compare. Correct. Um, or what average teacher salaries are, administrator salaries are. And so, again, it's another omission. They went into a lot of stuff but didn't touch that. So to me, that was kind of the elephant in the room, and I was waiting for it to be addressed, and it was never addressed. And since no points were made that would persuade a reasonable person to support this, perhaps that unaddressed point is the elephant in the room. And so I, I'm waiting to hear about it, and I, I can't say for sure, but my suspicion is it's, this would have a big impact on salaries, mm -hmm. and that's why they're not talking about it. Well, I think that the salaries have already, the increase in salaries, I believe, have already taken place. And um, it was across the board 8% based on CPI is what mm -hmm. we were told. Um, but um, then there was also an increase in health care. Mm -hmm. um, I believe the increase in salaries for that 8% plus some other things, um, I think it was like 1.68 million or somewhere along in there, and then half a million dollars maybe in, in benefits. Mm -hmm. um, and that's all fine and good um, as long as the board... <clears throat> And based on the administrative recommendations, that they could f they could afford that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is part of their job is to be fiscally responsible to the taxpayers. Yes, I think so. It's to do <clears throat> do the best you can with what you have. Right. Of course, and you know, ar argue argue for what you need. Right. Um, and that was my mindset when I went to the presentation. I, you know, give them a chance to explain why mm -hmm. this is needed. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I, the, I, I just didn't hear that. Um, and my understanding is the, the compensation is pretty decent. It is. Um, district administrator, compensation package, which 
is public information. It is public, yeah. Um, my understanding is the full package is around 280000 Yes. And that goes a long way in Dunn County. And that average teacher salary is above the average Dunn County salary and so on. Um, so the location is important. I think that, that goes a long way here. But like you say, that's, that's just part and parcel of running a school district. Mm -hmm. And, you know, good, good for them. I'm supportive of that. But again, it just goes to the point of that I've not really been told what this money will be used for. Did you feel like, you know, uh, I've attended two of the presentations, um, and one of them, the presenter was asked, what is this for? And there's never been an answer. There's never been an answer what they're going to use it for and what the need is. And I think, for me, if, if there's a real need for something, There'll be compassion. There'll be specifics. They'll be um, able to sit down and answer questions without, um, and, and having substantial backup. I have not found that. Mm -hmm. that that's my observation as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, my, just, just logically, I think, okay, if they've got some good points to make, they'd make them. Mm -hmm. They didn't I make agree. them, so they don't have them. If they had some good arguments, they'd make them. They didn't make them, so they don't have them. That's just logic. Mm -hmm. um, without necessarily knowing the details and having looked at the balance sheet and operational expenses and so on. Um, and, and it kind of boiled down to, at one point, you know, we got a bunch of extra free COVID money and that's gone, so now we need more money. But it's not gone yet. Right, I know, they, they still yeah. have some. Yeah. And, and I give them credit for that. You know, I yeah. applaud that, good for them, they yep. still got some. But it just didn't compute. And that, and including that in a presentation doesn't compute. Correct. You know, it's like. They got I, over $6 million. I, yeah, it's like, I got a birthday gift. It's not my birthday this week, so I need another gift. It just doesn't <laughs> yep. make sense. It doesn't. And hearing that, I thought, is that the best you got? Mm -hmm. That's apparently, apparently so. So not, not persuasive. Um, Something else that I've noticed is, I just want to touch on, is the, the date of the referendum, mm -hmm. February 20th. It's a referendum-only vote date. Yes. As far as I know, there's nothing else going on. There is nothing. Um, no other voting on anything. So scheduling it like this now will greatly in increase the chance of it passing. Correct. Um, quite obviously. So that's um, because I think very few taxpayers will get out and vote on a single vote yeah. uh, referendum, and that's it, it. I agree. But everybody who's involved, everyone who's involved in the school district or may stand to benefit, will get, we'll out, get and out and vote. vote. Yes. And, you know, that's why this, this tactic is used. Um, and that's fine. I might do the same thing if I was trying to accomplish something. But it's a little bit it's a little bit objectionable to me. Mm -hmm. But in addition, and this is what I noticed, there might be a problem with that date. Oh. Uh, because Wisconsin State Statute 121.91 on school finance mm -hmm. and revenue limits provides that a school district wishing to exceed the revenue limit, which is what this is, right. may schedule a referendum, which this is, but at, and 
to quote the language of the statute, the next regularly scheduled spring primary or election or partisan primary or general election, provided it's at least 70 days after the school board resolution to do this. Mm -hmm. So my question is, is February 20th the next regularly scheduled spring primary or election or partisan primary general election? Does February 20th fit within that definition of the statute? That'd be interesting to, that's very interesting because this is the only thing on on um, the ballot. Mm -hmm. So unless that date is on the calendar as something fitting that dif definition, Correct. Um, it's it's not being done here. Mm -hmm. So in which case the referendum would be illegal. Correct. It'd be subject to legal challenge. It would could be declared invalid if it were to pass. Now I don't know for sure if this is the situation or not. I've not researched it and so Correct. on. Um, but it's something I think um, you know county corporate council should look into. Right. Um, depending on what happens, but uh, that of course is a waste of everybody's time and money and attention and running an election that turns out to be valid is a waste of everything on, on all sides. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, something, something to be looked at, something I noticed. So generally speaking, that's, those are my impressions mm -hmm. of this referendum. Mm -hmm. I think they're very valid. Um, you've pointed out things to me that never occurred to me. Um, just about the postcard in itself. And I'm pretty impressed, Stephen. Um, oh, thank you, but yeah, because I, you know, I, I draft clauses and I yes, negotiate clauses yes. and every word means something. Words right. matter, language matters, meaning right. matters. Um, the legal aspects matter. So mm -hmm. I, I looked at that statute that's cited in the referendum. Correct. And I see that, unless there's some case law to the contrary, like I said, I've not researched right. it. It's just popped out at me. Uh, the the one thing that really bothered me was the approval of the referendum would allow for a one-time increase, that paragraph. You know, mm -hmm. um, I called people and asked what it meant. I couldn't figure it out. Right, right. Yeah, very misleading. Technically, this referendum occurs once. Right. It authorizes. Right. doesn't approve, but it authorizes. Yeah. And, you know, was that by design to to mislead people? I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. You know, but it sure, I, I had no idea what it meant. Right, and, and that's, that's what caught my attention and that's something I find, I, I find misleading approaches objectionable. Just right. as a matter of principle. I agree. Whether I support it or oppose it, I, I would dislike that. Yes, I um, agree. Because like the district administrator said, this needs to reflect the will of the community. Right. And if it's misleading, it's less likely to do that. Yes, and I agree. pass or fail, it does need to reflect the, the will of the community. Yeah. You need that support. But, and, and I know too, the current, <coughs> I, I'm thankful that the current status of the school district is pretty good. Yes. Because we've been running a roughly $1 million surplus every year. Correct. And have Existing surplus of about 17 million. Yes. And I, and I applaud that. I say, well done, good Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Keep it up. Yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I don't like to bring that up as a point to use against passage of referendum because that should be rewarded. Mm -hmm. I, I applaud that and say, yeah, keep it up. You keep doing things like that. More, more people think you're doing a good job. Correct. And you get more support and 
things run more smoothly. So that that's good, and I appreciate that. Um, and I've looked at the you know the spend per student and so on and mm -hmm. all, all those other details. But uh, I I applaud that surplus. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, I I was pretty impressed when uh, Margaret presented me with this. That there's an analysis that shows that each year it's about a million dollars that they're putting away. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty impressive. It is fantastic. I, I like that. And and none of it's earmarked for any particular thing. This is spendable money. Okay. Okay. So. I, I guess, you know, in, in summary, to, to wrap up, I, I just don't see any justification for approving the referendum. I don't see any justification for requesting it. No. Or for putting it out there. And then on top of that, I noticed all the misleading aspects of the re language of the referendum itself, mm -hmm. the language on the postcard in support of which went to every voter, and the vagueness lacking or vagueness of the arguments in favor. Um, so I, like I said, I just don't see any justification. Everybody's got to draw their own conclusion. Correct. Uh, but, I, but I urge people to, to look into it right. and consider the points that we've talked about here today right. and carefully consider and make sure they understand this. And also get out, get out and vote on February 20th and express your preference, whatever it might be. Because I agree this should reflect the will of the community. And the yes. more people that get out and vote, the more likely that is to be the case. Right. Thank you, Stephen. I really appreciate it. And all the time you spent researching it and everything, um, I think you brought up some amazing points that haven't been brought up in the past. Yeah, perhaps so. Um, but th thanks for having me. Good to be here. It's, yeah. it's great to be back in Menominee and I'm enjoying being here. And I agree. So glad, glad I know. To get involved I, in things. I had moved away for 11, 12 years and moved back, and I love being back here. I, I love it here. It's a yeah. great place. It and is. Really fun catching up with old friends. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs>